It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book, Week 18 in the National Football League. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. Heisman Trophy winner that doesn't have a Heisman Trophy anymore. <laughs> jersey today and Reggie Bush. Yeah, I figured it, it might be my last opportunity to wear a Saints jersey. I, I hope it is, Plus, personally. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. I think I think the Bucks take care of business and uh, Packers sneak in there. But, you know, I've been betting on the Falcons a lot, so it might be a little bit anti-Falcons as well. <laughs> the Falcons. The bane of this show's existence right. so far this year. So, let's before we go into the games, Let's throw up uh, one of those playoff pictures going into. Let's throw up the NFC playoff picture going in here, uh, with uh, with the way that it, the way that it is right now. The Niners are the one seed. They have clinched it. They are good. They're in. They're not playing their guys today. Not playing McCaffrey. Not playing Purdy. Debo unlikely to put, suit up as well. They'll take on the Rams, who are also locked in as the six. You see right now, Ty in second. Again, the controversy at the end of the game in Dallas last week. Probably going to cost Detroit the two seed. Cowboys, huge favorites today against Washington. Detroit favorites against Minnesota. Probably going to see their starters for a half. Maybe the whole game. Because Detroit is at the early time slot. Dallas is in the late one. Philadelphia is in. Just a matter of can they hop Dallas. They would need a commander win. And the Eagles actually handle their own business for once against the Giants. The Bucks. we'll get to that game in a little bit. They just need to win. They win. Doesn't matter what happens behind them. Gets a little complicated. They lose. They lose. Then the winner of New Orleans and Atlanta would win the a NFC South. Would be an 8-9 champion if it's Atlanta. New Orleans would find a way to go 9-8 and eight with arguably the easiest schedule that any team has had in the NFL in a long time. Just a testament to how not good they are that they haven't taken advantage of it. The Rams currently in the sixth slot at 9-7. and seven. If they win, they're, they're good. They stay there. If they lose... And the Packers win. The Rams would fall to seven, and the Packers would move to six. Green Bay winning in. If you win, you're either getting the six or seven. You lose. You need a bunch of help behind you. You need Arizona upset Seattle, and you would need the Falcons to beat the Saints. And you would also, in that scenario, need Detroit to beat Minnesota. So there you go. Well, I think then. I got it all on the NFC side. The okay. AFC side's not as hard with the wins by Pittsburgh and Houston yesterday. Houston is in. Indy is out. Pittsburgh is alive uh, on that. Uh, Jacksonville with a win today wins the AFC South. If they lose, they're out. If they tie, they're out. So they need to win all the way through. If Jacksonville wins today, Buffalo needs to tie or beat Miami in order to get into the playoffs. A tie would give Miami the division. A Buffalo win would give Buffalo the division, regardless of what happens behind them. Uh, Miami needs to win or tie with all those injuries. On the AFC side, Baltimore in at 13-4. They're the one. Kansas City attended six. They're clinched as the three. Cleveland already locked in as wild card number one at 11-5, and five, taking on Cincinnati. All right. I think we got it all. Very good. I think we got it. All right. Let's start with the Saints and the Falcons. Let's get this out of the way quickly. Saints <laughs> uh, likely without Alvin Kamara today, which came down before the injury reports came out. And for New Orleans, again, both of these teams are still alive. And you know what? This is for Atlanta. We've talked about the Falcons all year long. Atlanta is 7-9. and nine. It looks like Heineke is going to be ready to go as well as for, for the Falcons. Atlanta, or excuse me, actually. Let me I misread my notes. It is Ritter today. Great. That's good for my <laughs> Saints bet that I made earlier in the week on a money line parlay. 
So no Heineke, it's Ritter. Atlanta has lost this year to Arizona, Carolina. They got smacked by the Bears last week. Lost to the Commanders, and they lost to the Titans. So they've lost four games this year, not even including Chicago, who's also technically in a top 10 slot right now with their own draft pick. They've lost to four teams that that right now would be picking in a top seven. And that's the reason they're here and not running away and maybe even trying to get up to the two seed in the NFC. New Orleans, Alex, I'm not a fan of this team either. But with Ritter in there today now, yep. I don't mind laying the three with New Orleans. It's so gross. But I don't mind it now with Ritter starting instead of Heineke. Well, I really say the Saints have taken care of business down the stretch when they needed to. I mean, they went into Tampa Bay last week, beat them 23-13. to 13. They've won three of their last four to be in this position. So I do like the Saints today. I did do Moneyline like you on a parlay. But my favorite play, I did go under 42 here, and I really hope that doesn't uh, hurt me like last week because I went with the Falcons under last week, and they gave up 37 points to the Bears. But I think they'll be ready for this one, especially they know each other very well. It's a division rivalry here. And the coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, he was the co-defensive coordinator for the Saints last year. So he'll have his unit ready to go. Um, they did lose to the Saints in the first matchup as well. So I'm de- I'm depending on the Falcons' defense, if nothing else. When you think of both of these teams, you know they both bend but don't break. So expecting some punts and field goals in this one. Saints were much better last week. I'll give them that. It was an elimination spot. If they lose in Tampa, they were done. They played well. I would argue they played their second-best game of the year yeah. last week against Tampa Bay. The only game that they were better than against a non-seller dweller was that game against Indianapolis. I know they beat New England 34 nothing, but that was in the middle of the Patriots just being an abject mess. Uh, but I, look, I, I got to give the Saints credit for actually showing last week. And look, if they win their 9-8, and eight, they would just need either Tampa to lose or Green Bay to lose in that scenario. They would be much more live than, Tampa, than Atlanta, whose only path is to get in through a division championship, which would mean the Bucs would have to lose later in the day. All right, let's go to the Battle of Ohio. Nothing to play for here on either side. Cincinnati is locked into last place in the AFC North, which is pretty darn good for next year. For the Bengals, they're going to get a last place schedule, and that's a pretty good thing for them with getting Joe Burrow back. Today, Jake Browning will start. Most of the Bengals guys are in today. Uh, The Browns, no Joe Flacco. He rests. How about that? Joe Flacco gets to rest to get ready for the playoffs. Uh, Miles Garrett's not going to play as well for Cleveland. Uh, expected to see their star, the guys who are active, who are key players, play for a little bit in the game and then sit most of the second half. Uh, Cleveland is a seven-point underdog in this one. Total's 37. I actually don't mind the Bengals here with, the, with all the absences on the Cleveland side. Uh, it opened five, got as high as eight earlier this morning and now sitting at seven an hour before game time. I like the Bengals too, but I went a different way. I took Bengals team total over 20 and a half. It's now 21 and a half. I still like that. They averaged 23 points a game at home this season. Four of their last five, they've gone over 21 and a half. Um, those being at home. So Vikings, they scored 27. Colts, 34. Lost to the Steelers. So that one they did not. Texans, they scored 30. And Bills, 24. And that is kind of, a little bit of mixture with Joe Burrow and Jake Browning. But I think Joe, Jake Browning has done very well. His median pass completion is 68%. He's averaged 254 yards per game. 
And then Jabbar Chase, you know, if he does play, which the reports say he is, he's already talking about his contract and what they're going to do next year. So he's still proving himself. I think they come out there, take advantage of the absences on the Brown side, and we know how much these two hate each other as well. Yeah, and again, week one, very different scenario at that point. That was kind of the telltale sign that this may be a different year for the Bengals, even if Burrow stayed healthy. Of course, that was a 24-3 game. Cleveland destroyed the Bengals, and quite frankly, it wasn't even that close uh, in a 21-point win week one. And uh, Coach of the Year, real quick, because uh, Stefanski against Ryans at this point are really the only two candidates. Depending on the book, one prominent national book made Ryan's the favorite this morning. Another one shortened Ryan's, but still had Stefanski as the favorite. I still don't, I don't think last night is relevant to me at this point. I think Stefanski's already won the award, at least to me. I can get why this might be a close race because coach of the year, you can look at it both ways. If you wanted to take a plus price on Ryan's now, I guess you could. I don't know if I would. Uh, it all depends on. Do you take the team that had the low, low expectations and exceeded them right. in by three and a half wins in the win total market and take the rookie head coach and Ryan's? Or do you take the coach that's dealing with five starting quarterbacks this year and still found a way to get the top wild card in the AFC? It is amazing. And I said yesterday that I wasn't very high on, St- how do you say Stefanski. it? Stefanski. But I agree with you. I do think that, you know, going through all of that and having five different quarterbacks and Still succeeding, still finding ways to win in that defense. We just keep talking about them. But we'll see. We'll see at the end here who wins this. We'll uh, we'll be quick on this game. Jets in New England. The weather's awful. It may not be as bad as we thought, uh, at least at kick, but it's going to get progressively worse throughout the game. Alex, the total is now the lowest total in the NFL, and it's the lowest total in over 30 years in the NFL. 28 and a half. Wow. Down from 32. It's New England, too. Now, so <laughs> here's the weather throughout the game today, real quick. Right now, it's 35 degrees in a wintry mix, okay? As the game goes, it's going to flip the snow, and the winds are consistent 15 miles an hour. The only thing I will say is we're now getting to the point where we're talking an Iowa-like total here already to begin with. But all this takes with these yeah. quarterbacks is Trevor Simeon and Bailey Zappi against two good defenses. All this takes is a fumble recovered at the six, inside the 15-yard line. All this takes is Simeon throwing a pick six. Like, you're getting to the point now where you can't have anything go wrong for you with the defenses or special teams setting up touchdowns. And that would put you in a little bit of hurt. I'm not touching that total. I do like New England outright for what it's worth. Belichick's more likely than not final game, and Foxborough will be very interesting, assuming if it is the end for him with New England, where they go in their head coaching search. Uh, Josh McDaniels, by the way, in attendance today. <laughs> very interesting. Uh, in Foxborough. But, Alex, I, I, I like New England outright. I did take a shorter money line price earlier. Now, there, I don't know this trend, but the Patriots. 15 straight. 15 straight against the Jets. 15 okay. straight against the So I went under 30 and a half. I wouldn't chase it here at this number, but. When I made my numbers, I made it 30 and a half. So I asked my dad with this weather and the wind, he said take a whole touchdown off of it. So I felt comfortable at that point. I don't know about the 28 and a half, like you're saying. Anything could happen here. But yeah, not a, not a great game. So Not a good one. I can tell you that. Both of these teams are done. All both playing for draft position. New England already clinching last place in the AFC East. The Jets 
a miserable year anyway. You slice it at six and ten. A loss for New York clinches a at worst a top eight pick for the Patriots. A loss more likely than I will keep them at three. Uh, Washington is a big underdog today against Dallas, and I don't think the strength of schedule will move enough in order to move New England up to two uh, over Washington. Of course, the Bears already clinched the number one pick thanks to the Bryce Young trade. They have Carolina's pick here with the Bears, their own pick at number 10. All right, AFC South on the line in Nashville. Also, the reports this morning in uh, from NFL Network, uh, Tom Pelissero and uh, Ian Rappaport saying that this could be the end for Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, and it's not because that Tennessee doesn't want him there. It's may just be a mutual parting of the ways where both parties just decide to move on. Vrabel, to me, would be the candidate that I would look at if I were Robert Kraft in New England if he were to become available, and even if it didn't trade a draft pick or two. Jacksonville will have Trevor Lawrence today after missing his first career game last week uh, due to injury. Alex, it's three and a half right now. There's some three and a half even in the market right now, so people are pouring it on with Tennessee. Yes. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is, star- is starting for the for the Titans. Would be shocked if it's not Derrick Henry's last game in the Titan uniform as well. This was as high as five and a half earlier in the week. Total forty one and a half. I'm curious where you're going because I'll I'll, I'll I'll I I have an idea, but I want to hear what you have to say first. So I did take the five and a half with the Titans here. I mean, the Jags have just been a mess down the stretch here. They were looking really good going into week 12. They were eight and three on the year. Then they lost four in a row. And now they are fighting to win that division today, which what would the Titans like to do more than anything? Knock them out of the playoffs like the Jags did to them last year in this spot. Also, Mike Rabel, you just brought him up 24, 12 and two ATS as an underdog of three or more points. So I wouldn't. Went ahead and grabbed the points here. It does make me a little nervous because there were 15 names on Wednesday's injury report for Tennessee. But yes, it's a long one. I think we're going to get their best effort. And like you said, Derrick Henry's probably last game there. I am not touching this game from a side perspective. The total feels too high. This feels like this is going to be a grinded out. Trevor Lawrence is not. Not 100% even with missing a week. I know I missed you missed the best of it because you could have had 42 and a half last night. And I think that was a great number to have bopped it under. And it's gotten progressively bopped under even since the show has begun down to the 41 and a half right now. But I still feel it's too high. And last year you saw in this game, now granted it was Josh Dobbs instead of Brian Tannehill, which who knows, maybe... This version of Ryan Tannehill is the same as last year's Josh Dobbs. Jacksonville really struggled to move the ball on that field. And I know there was more on the line. Tennessee was playing for a division title as well that night in Duval. But the way that Jacksonville has looked against NFL teams the last six weeks, not counting last week because that's not an NFL team in Carolina right now, they've looked awful. I would look to the under. That would be the way I'd look to play this game. I don't like taking the worst of it on the Tennessee side. But if this looks like it's going to be a, a rock fight, struggle to score points, I might hop in on Tennessee in-game, even if it happens to be this three-and-a-half right now because it's a different handicap at that point. I like it. I, I'm with you on the under. When I was looking earlier this week, it was 40-and-a-half, so it's kind of jumped everywhere. I'm mad at myself. I should have went under 42-and-a-half when I did see that yesterday. But I 
you make great points, and Jacksonville really has struggled offensively. So I think 41 and a half is a good number still to go under. Let's go to uh, Detroit, Minnesota, and the Lions. Market is sure treating like the Lions are going to play their guys the whole way now with the way that this number has moved. Even even though I would argue if it was certain that the Lions were going to play their guys the whole way, this, this would be closer to six right now with Nick Mullins getting the start for Minnesota after the failed Jaron Hall half experiment last week on Sunday night. It's four. It's up from three and a half yesterday. It was as high as five and a half. Total's also been ballooned to 47 and a half. That makes sense. Because as I, I will say this. If you can find a multi-interception Nick Mullins prop, I would play it. Because you know he's going to attempt to sling it. The over a half interception is close to $2 in most places, which makes sense. Uh, but I would look to that today if we're going to play this game. But I'm going to stay off of the traditional side of stuff. So a couple trends here. Vikings are 5-0-3 ATS on the road this year. Last three games, though, 0-2-1 ATS. Lions 4-3 and three against the spread at home, 3-0 and oh in their last three. So I like how the Lions are playing here. And because of that controversial call, they don't have the two seed right now. Playing all their guys, they're going to come out here hard. I did lay the three and a half with the Lions for today. All right, let's uh, keep it moving here. Let's go to Carolina and Tampa, the last of the early games. Again, six early games, seven late games today. Usually the case that these games get stacked up in the afternoon at least West Coast time uh, in week 18. And this is for the NFC South Championship. Tampa Bay, who I thought was going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, had a chance to clinch it last week. They get beaten at home by 10 by New Orleans. Now, the gift of all gifts for Tampa. They get the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, it's a road game. Yeah, the last time these two teams played, Carolina actually played a reasonable game in that one. They did. Uh, Tampa won by three, 21-18. They were all host of injuries on Tampa's defense going into that game that I think played a role uh, in that one. Four and a half, 37 behind us, which is the market high in the totals, mostly 36 and a half now. I like Tampa Bay here. I laid the four with the Bucks. Before that loss last week, they were on a nice winning streak, won three in a row. You mentioned it. Now they get to take on the Panthers. So I think they get the job done here and cover that number. I wish this number was shorter. If we get the four, I probably will hop in on Tampa. This was as high as six in some spots at the beginning of the week. I thought that was a little aggressive. Now, after what we saw last week, though, from Carolina, where they got the win against Atlanta a few weeks ago, they played a competent game against Green Bay. They, don't, they probably should have won that game, actually, but the way it ended up playing points. it out, losing 33-30. And then last week was as pathetic as it gets. It legitimately... Two yards a play against Jacksonville, who has no defense. And then Tepper's throwing a drink on Jacksonville. Like, again, just an embarrassment with Carolina. With that said, they can't tank. They already lost a draft pick. It's already going to Chicago. See if Bryce Young can at least end the season on a, on a positive. Not touching it at the current number, but we're going to see if we can get a four on this one. All right. To the late games. The AFC West games are up first. Now, we'll start in L.A., Blaine Gabbard, Easton Stick, you ready for it? I'm ready. You ready? That the, the game of the year, the quarterback matchup of the year on Stick and Gabbard. Three right now. Chargers favored. 35 the total. I'm not, I'm not bothering here. I, I just not. I I can see the argument if you just wanted to take KC when it was three and a half. Right. I get it. Take a number. 
both of these teams are pretty, these teams are honestly pretty even with all the backups in. Uh, Easton Stick and Gabbard are probably the same ability at this point, but I'm not touching it at a flat three now. I'm with you. It, just too many unknowns here, and the Chiefs haven't even been their Kansas City team that we've known. So now with just their backups, I wanted to make a case to to take the points with them, but I couldn't get there either. Can't can't do it. Can't do it. Even though I will say, if Kansas City looks okay on offense with Gabbard against this Charger team, then maybe I'll hop in on Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, that would that would be the only way I'd look to play it. All right, just down the road from us, hey, the Raiders are getting bed in the market. Raiders, three-point favorites in this one against the Broncos. This has been a toggler all week. Two and a half, three, two and a half, three, two and a half, three, two and a half, three. Behind us, total 37. I actually bet the Raiders at two and a half. I actually didn't. Uh, I, you know, I, I know some will say, oh, there's no motivation. It's a meaningless game. I, I do think you can't look at it from the outside perspective. I think there's a distinct possibility, and I don't know if this is the correct football from the football sense, but I do think that if the Raiders end up finishing second, which would happen if they win today, they would finish second in the AFC West. I do think that would carry some weight in Mark Mark Davis's decision-making for who the permanent head coach is. And these players want to play for Antonio Pierce permanently. Devontae Adams said as much earlier in the week. Broncos, who knows what that locker room looks like right now. Jared Stidham gets a second start. Hey, it's a revenge game for Stidham. It is. It is. Uh, But I do like the Raiders. I like two and a half. I don't mind it at three, but it was obviously way better at two and a half than three. I don't have stats, trends, or much to back me on this, but okay. I went over, and I I went over okay. 38. Yes, and mostly wow. because it is a meaningless game. I think defense is going to be pretty optional, and I think, like you said, Stidham, revenge game, coming back to Vegas. And the Raiders, they've put up, put up at least 20 points in their last three, so I think they want to see that continue. We saw them at home. The last time they were at home, they put up 63 on the Chargers. So over for me in this one. I, I, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> really did not expect that one at all. All right, Alex on the over. I'm on the Raiders on this spot. By the way, the big survivor contest, there's four left. Two took Cincinnati, two took the Raiders. I think I like Cincinnati better. I have no idea. I really, yeah. I actually would have taken New England if I was alive still, personally. I would have taken the Patriots. It would have been a would would have been a little bit of fortitude, but I last game for Belichick in New England. Yeah. The Jets are an abject mess. The problem with that is the weather could really just throw that game into a total tailspin, and that could we could get a three three tie. Who wouldn't love a three three tie to end the year? That's right. Well, actually, I, actually, wait a second. That would mean Ryland has to make a kick in 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 Glenmouth <laughs> weather. So maybe not. All right, this game is intriguing for a boatload of reasons here. Seattle and Arizona. There were reports earlier this morning from NFL Network that. Pete Carroll could retire if this ends on a sour note here today. The Cardinals are playing pretty well. Again, they're 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 normal, mediocre football team. They were not this historically bad mess that we thought would happen. With Kyler Murray, I actually think they've been actually a good football team at times with Murray back. The market agrees with the assessment because it's two and a half. Down to two and a half behind us. There's some three even in the market on Seattle. Right now, total 47 and a half. This has been a toggler all week behind us again from three, two and a half, three, two and a half. I like Arizona outright, personally. Right now, uh, $1.20. You can get about $1.25 at some other shops. Remind, 
Remind us what the Seahawks need. Seattle just needs to uh, Seattle, Seattle's pretty simplistic. They need to win and Chicago needs to win. Okay. Because they that, need no, to that's get the it. Packers and out. Two things. Two two leg parlay. Seahawks and, and Bears. Get Seattle into the playoffs. Also a Green Bay Chicago tie coupled with a Seattle win would get it done as well. Can't be banking on that second one. But the easiest one is Bears, Seahawks, Moneyline Parlay gets the Seahawks. So I really just took some running back props in this one. I like both RB1s. Kenneth Walker over 12 and a half carries. His median on the season is 16 and a half. And Arizona allowing the most rushing yards in the league at 143 and a half per game. On the flip side, Seattle has been really bad against the run since week 12. They've allowed five yards per carry, 30th in the league. They've allowed 160 rushing yards or more in three straight and four of their last five. So, of course, we know we got James Conner on the flip side, who's been playing very well for the Cardinals. I didn't really like his yards or his carries because his median was actually lower than what they have out there. But I did do a little anytime touchdown for James Conner. That makes sense. I, uh, I If you're going to take a shot, I know uh, Frank was talking up Tyler Lockett this week yes, on, uh, he was. on anytime touchdowns. I actually agree with your running back assessment here. I think this is a big game for both running backs. Also, if you can get uh, Michael Carter's a little bit of a tricky one because usually those second-tier running backs uh-huh. don't get listed at fair numbers. If you can get a fair number on Carter rushing yards, I don't mind that either. Uh, again, I don't think the Seattle team's any good. I, I really, really don't. I think they played over their heads for a good chunk of this year. Uh, I think they're going to lose, and I think they're going to be done today, and it's going to be a very difficult offseason, especially if Pete retires. Because I don't know who your quarterback is week one next year. I don't think it should be Geno personally. And that defense needs a facelift. So it'll be a it'll be a whole lot of thing, whole lot of things to look at going in the next year. All right. The big one in Green Bay. Let's go there. Uh Packers and the Bears. It's three behind us. It's the only flat three left. The rest of the market right now is either three even. Or I love I always love this type of straddle. Two and a half minus a quarter okay. on Green Bay. Always a, always love when that that's the case. 46 the total. What are you doing here? So I didn't do anything. I want to get I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, that's that's good. On in the back put of the it, day. Put it put it on you. <laughs> I will say I was looking at the Bears over 20 and a half because what they have done in the last month is just very impressive. Put up 37 on the Falcons, 27 on the Cardinals, just 17 against Cleveland. But if they would have got that Hail Mary, they would have went over that 20 and a half. And the week before that, 28 on their division rival, the Lions. So they've been really good. They're playing their best football. I I want I want to make a case, take the Bears plus the points or even their team total. But I don't know what we're getting from the Packers here today. I would go to, I, I would consider an array of things in this game, actually. I like both team totals over, okay. which means I like the over. So Don't all, mind that. we're going, I'm going square on that. But I, I, the way these offenses have played, coupled with the fact that Green Bay's defense, other than last week, has really been awful the last month. This screams game in the high, game in the, in the mid, mid to high 50s, especially with how good Chicago's offense has been. And, and discredit Jordan Love. Jordan Love's played very well. Yes. Even, even though Green Bay's defense has let him down in a few spots. I do like Green Bay to win the game. Okay. I do like the Packers. Now, 
I'm not overly confident. This is the exact same situation a year ago where red-hot division rival comes to Lambeau with the Packers needing a win to get in and the Packers lose outright. I think this Green Bay team is better than the team it was a year ago. I also think Detroit, by the end of last year, was better than what the Chicago team was. Not by much, but I think there's a... The big difference is Detroit better coached last year and obviously going into this year than Chicago is. And I think that does play a difference in this game. Part of the reason I like the Packers, uh, I missed the two and a halves, so the, the flat two and a half, so we'll see maybe Chris and company will come with a flat two and a half in a little bit. Uh, but that would be what I would do. Let it come back to two and a half, play the two and a half with Green Bay, uh, and then uh, I, I like I, I like this game to be high scoring both sides. So I do too. Team total's over. Regular over. I, I think they're all fine here, which probably means they're getting 16 to 13. <laughs> I don't know. Not with the way this Bears offense has been playing. So they, They've been great, and, and we've talked about it with Vinny, where they have a huge decision on their hand moving forward. Like, what are you going to do? Do you bring back Justin Fields? Do you give him the full-time contract? Do you just go, hey, we're going to basically put you in a Kirk Cousins purgatory of we're going to give you the fifth-year option, then we're going to go tag-tag, and then we're going to push the can down the road years. So uh be interesting to see as we go along. All right, we'll take a quick break. We get back. Vinny Maliolo here is here, and also looks like our guy Jimmy has made it as well in the studio. We'll be back with more Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu. Plus, a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. Alex White's here. Vinny Maliulo's here. And he brought a special guest with him. I today. did. Surprise. Our guy, 
Jimmy Vaccaro in the building. I just rather say hello to her. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Can I you didn't... blame me? I, people don't like saying hello to me anyway. Well, who does? Uh, Sean just did it. Look at Sean. <laughs> the company man, Sean, back there. Fan you know, favorites, though, these two I, and Chris. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves when they come Absolutely. in. Absolutely. I bullied my way in here because, as I said, every year at the last regular season game, I just shake my head because the people make the same mistake. Okay. We know that, like, with these way that the things are, game might be picking, and then 20 minutes later it might be nine because this guy's not playing, this guy is playing, they're doing all this thing. But let me tell you out there, don't think you're going to get rich doing it. The people who actually even have a chance to do it, it's like, and betting a lot of money at, okay, you want to lay the one, but you want to lay it for 20000 not $85, so it's not worth your time. Then what these people do at the end of the week, and I, the racket that they understand is simply, you know, when to buy back and whatever, because now you can, A, get off the game, B, change the side you want, or the most important thing is you got five points going on a $40,000 middle now. And so these people will be different. As you can see, there hasn't been any late big games because that type of stuff is done early in the week because you can't, once the capture is done. And the other people, they're the same type of people. They look for the parlay cards also. So you have a ties win parlay card and it's three. And then two, then you go in there and you, you know, use two or 300, you know, just using that one game as your key game. And obviously you put yourself in a bad spot. But what will happen is like simply it's a free roll for them. The biggest pain in the ass that we got is stuff like the parlor cards. Because you can cut the other stuff, the, the, the limits down. You can do a lot of different things. But the parlor card is a static number. It's there. It can't, you can't get it off. So if you, if you utilize your parlor cards and you take the plus three, which basically you're taking three and a half, and then the game switches, now it's three the other way, you're in real good shape. And even though it only falls one, you know, one day a year, you got to do stuff like that to even give yourself a chance. If you think you want to do it for $40, you know, just go get a job in the morning. You'll be better off when I'm done. Jimmy, always a pleasure. Okay, guys. <laughs> Can't wait for week 19. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're getting that at some point, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, you know so. that. Where you go? Oh, that is just... <laughs> Jimmy Vicar, everyone. You got to like, love him. The, 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 be the right. best there is. Yeah. The best well, there is. No, it, listen. To summarize it, right, it's a guessing game all 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 week in in many regards as to who's playing and who's not. And in some, it's it's pretty certain, right? You know, some some teams will come out right away, or you can you can actually formulate it too. But um, you you want to stay on top of it, and if you do bet early, like Alex, if you look at you for instance, your style of play, you're gonna look at openers, you're going to follow line movement all week, you may play early. This is a week that you may say, you know what, I changed my mind, I'm going to get off it because of what's what's happening. And when you look at these games, half the card is, is uh, we're going to hope to avoid a three by the, on the part of the favorites. I mean, that's half the card. Think about that. Oh, you sure about that? I mean, yeah. I mean, sure. I, mean I thought I thought it was legitimately this week, I'm not, I'm not being facetious no. here, at one point or another, Vinny, Including if, well, For, if you included yesterday, if you included if you included yesterday, yeah, if you included yesterday, right, more than half of your, yeah. I, I think it was ten of sixteen, mm -hmm. were either toggling between two and a half and three, or three, and, three and, and a half and, and three, four, or, or three, three and a half and four. Well, if you had the four, yeah, so yeah, and then the, and then and then yeah. the Eagles and Giants had toggled between five and a half and six. Yeah, so I mean, 
you have you have that uh, that element there, and if it happens, so the odds are pretty good that something's probably going to fall that way. And if it does, it does. You know, you just have to book them. Um, you you'll see a lot quicker line movement. You'll see. I don't want to say that you'll see the same line movement that you would in a preseason, but it's not unusual for numbers to move. You know, if 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 there's just a steamroll on a four instead of going to four and a half, you may go right to five. Not a whole lot of difference between four and a half and five. And then if they take the five, you can come back halfway, whatever the case may be. But much quicker line movement. Um, again, uh, you, you you look at those. By the way, six six early games today, seven late. I mean, yeah. the rest of the season, it's no, always. But 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 a, they do the, a, they do this it, every year though. Well, they the do it because the, the teams that are they're, they're and and one thing that the league did get right is that teams with. Playoff implications, right? They they should be playing at the same time, yeah. Uh, because as Jimmy when he was in here, uh, and and Chris and I when we we were in on Friday talked about it. Um, there was a time when we had to learn that you you have to take off the afternoon or many of the afternoon games because of what was uh, transpiring in, in the early games. So, uh, but you know what? All that said, uh, a good day. P- people find something uh, to bet. It's uh, and there are some games that. Uh, that today are going to be pretty exciting and that everybody's going to get involved with, particularly uh, tonight's primetime game between uh, the Bills uh, and the Dolphins. Yesterday's were pretty good. Both games. I think both of those road teams were pretty lucky, though. Pretty fortunate. Well, with Pitts, you know, Pittsburgh, kind of what their whole season's been, where they look mediocre on offense most of the game. And one big play was enough. Yep. I mean, the big play to Johnson was that's all they needed in that game. Well, they were and able they to get, run the ball too, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, at least early in the I mean, game. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. And I mean, if Baltimore plays their guys that game, Baltimore wins for sure. The way well, that game played out, pretty convincing. And probably. and I would say Baltimore probably wins by, like Vinny said, in convincing fashion if they're playing their guys. Well, they would if if they would have played their guys, it wouldn't have been a dog either. I mean, well, they would have been what? They would have been six. They would have been six and a half, seven at home. No question. Maybe even probably more actually. Probably close. Pushing, oh, probably would have been north maybe of a touchdown, touchdown, right? Maybe a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. And in the late game, look, I, I thought the game was even, personally, last night. I thought it was a dead even game. I thought Houston was slightly better, and that's kind of, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. In that game last night, they almost shot themselves in the foot though with their penalty. I mean, the, the, the oh, penalty PAT almost bit them in the behind. Yes, it the, did. You know, the the the, the penalties, both offensively and defensively, uh, at, at the line, really almost cost them. But, um. All that said, those uh, those two games set up uh, this morning, and then this morning will set up this afternoon. Um, some, I you know, Chris and I were just chatting back there too, and uh, the biggest decisions so far today. Um, I said the biggest needs right now, and I don't think it'll surprise anybody. Well, maybe this one might. Seattle, uh, this uh, this game here. There's there's a lot of support for the Cardinals, even uh, on the money I, line. They, they, they have my support you know, as well, yeah, Vinny. Yeah, I, 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 maybe it's not really a shock. I I, I could see it. Uh, I mean, when you look at the game, the way it's uh, you know, it did it did open three, uh, and again, it's gone back and forth between three and two and a half. But there's more uh, exposure with the uh, with the Cardinals there. Uh, Denver is another one, which not really a surprise here, right? Raider town, Raider support for the majority of the season. And um, certainly a lot of support here. And I think the school of thought there is that besides being fans, I think the players are, are they're playing for their coach. Right. You know, oh, yeah. And I think they want him to be, to be the coach. So, uh, uh, and, and, and 
Not so, not so much on the other side. I wonder, uh, uh, you know, even though it's his first year, you know, I don't, I don't get the same uh, sense of uh, uh, support for uh, for the coach in, uh, in in Denver and Sean Payton there, and then um, Minnesota, um, which is kind of interesting, right? Um, that the Lions and and I think Dan Campbell's kept it pretty close to the vest, right? His his sentiment about playing the regulars i can't i can't imagine him playing the regulars for the entire game i I just it's it's too risky you know it's an interesting case for detroit because they're the one team that technically is still playing for something because they could hypothetically move to the two positioning you can move to the two with with some help today Mm -hmm. but the eagles and the cowboys both play later yeah it's an interesting case where again i Personally, this is we talked about this earlier in the week. Detroit's going to start with their guy. This yeah. may be one of those where you just mm-hmm. hit the first half on Detroit. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then come the other way in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, also, like, if Detroit's up two scores at halftime, I would probably be coming the other way with Minnesota anyway, even if it was a normal I think you're going to see a lot of that today uh, or more of it today where, you know, let's say, um, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're looking at Detroit, you know, Detroit in the first half, uh, two and a half, maybe even even three, uh, in some spots because I think there's a real belief and a, a stronger possibility that their regulars are going to go for the first half, and then see if uh, you know what what that if they're up convincingly, then maybe you take uh, uh you take uh, you go with the Vikings in the second half. So I think we'll I think we'll see some some more of that today than uh, than in a normal week. Let's go to the Sunday night game. Here, Vinny. Yeah. We'll touch the other games that are going early a little bit later. Miami, Buffalo, you're at three. It's 48 and a half. Yeah. There is a cavalcade of injuries on the Miami side. Oof. Yeah. Uh, wrong time for that, but it's offensive line injuries, defensive line injuries, just everywhere. Jalen Waddle's not yeah. going to play either. Been a rough month. Been, been a, they were relatively healthy the whole year. And then Tyreek Hill got hurt on that Monday night against Tennessee, and it's just been a barrage. Yeah. Since then, Buffalo is playing better. Even though last week, I think they're kind of lucky to win that game against New England. Yeah. Where New England handed mm-hmm. them four turnovers and Buffalo cashed them all in in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of your toggles. It's been one of your toggles yeah. all week. Two and a half, three, two and a half, three. I think the personally, I think the three is more correct than the two and a half. Well, I think what will impact this too, by the way, laying two and a half and taking three uh, to your point, Jeff. And, um, you know, the total. Really not ha- hasn't moved that much between forty one and forty two, uh, forty two and a half. But the, the you know the Bills we know, and, and we've chronicled their injuries this year. But theirs have been for the basically uh, the entire season or, or since the the first few weeks of the season they have managed it and done a, a they're used to it frankly i mean and 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 they've done a terrific job particularly in the last month to to put themselves in this position which by the way too they they could miss the playoffs right. with with 10 wins um so uh but what's going to impact this number 2 is what happens today in terms of carryover going to this game I can tell you right now, we're probably not going to be in the best position either way in this game. There's going to be exposure to probably both sides and certainly the three. Uh, but I, I would say it's dependent on how the day goes. Um, I think they'll, and, and it'll be the, uh, as I refer to it as 
the G game, either the get out or the gravy game for the day. Uh, there'll be a lot of support. And I think, I think based on your point, Jeff, that there's going to be more support for the Bills as we get closer to kickoff this evening, uh, given the Dolphins' injuries, Alex. I haven't done anything yet with the side because I did make this game a pick em with mm-hmm. the Dolphins being at home, but with the injuries and factoring that in, yeah. I do think that number is just right. I, I did do one play, though. I did my Bills under 26.5 for their team total because I do think – we're going to see Miami's defense step up, especially after giving up 56 to the Ravens mm-hmm. last week. And then, of course, we know they gave up 48 to the Bills in their first game. So I expect a big performance from their defense. And, I mean, the Bills offensively haven't done anything spectacular. You just mentioned it against the Patriots yeah. the week before against the Chargers. So on the road, they've only gone over this 26 and a half once in their last five road games well, you got a good number at under 26 and a half i mean it's 25 and 25 and a half out there so, but miami's uh, only home loss to tennessee in december is the only reason this game means mm-hmm. being up two touchdowns anything for miami where miami half. would be they won a game they would have been locked already they would have been locked in they would have this would have been the two seed buffalo would have been playing to get in and mm-hmm. and yeah it would probably would have been a different sun it would probably would have been a game we saw last night on sunday night instead of this one I, I just, with the way this has gone for Miami, they still haven't beaten a good team yet other than Dallas. And that right. was more Dallas beating themselves more than Miami beating Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we saw this matchup in week four when Miami was guns a-blazing, looking as good as anyone, and Buffalo right. destroyed them. Buffalo. And that was when Buffalo wasn't playing well. In Buffalo, yeah. In Buffalo. But yeah. I I just have a... I, I, I didn't bet this game because... The way this season has gone for Buffalo, it seems like every time they've turned the corner, they've come crashing back to earth for no apparent reason other than them hurting themselves. Well, and, except for the last month, right? I mean, when you well, when I mean, you I mean, it, right? I, I mean, look, it, they, they've they've handled their business. Yeah, they've handled their business. They destroyed the Cowboys, but you look at the last two weeks. Charger, Escaped. The, the Chargers were were even. The whole game and arguably better could, for the majority of the game. Could have won that game. And right, last Chargers. week, New England was better other than other than the turnovers. Yeah. So I just wonder with Buffalo, where yes, we tr- they're sure. I understand why they're a top five power rated team. They probably should be with the way the league is. But there's a reason that they are not the two seed already in the AFC and need to win this game to possibly even just get in the dance. It's because they've been a wildly inconsistent bunch the whole year. Now, I don't think Miami is the team to take advantage of it in their current state, but no. Buffalo in this era has lost two bad teams and teams much worse than Miami in spots where they needed to have it. Yeah. Well, again, this is um, this is certainly going to be the, the game of the day, and that's that's not a, a stretch. I mean, No, not at all. For a variety of reasons. And uh, like I said, everything will be, will be carrying to it. And uh, you had two games yesterday to kind of jumpstart. Uh, so, so before we let you go back yeah. to work, because you mentioned jump starting with yesterday. Yeah. All of them go into today, but not just today. Mm-hmm. It's all going to tomorrow. Oh, as tomorrow. Well. And, and tomorrow's game um, with uh, Washington and, and Michigan, just again, it'll be as, as big a carryover or even more and, and more so in, in many cases uh, of, of any NFL Monday night game. And again, you know, two, two good teams. Uh, that have really uh, earned earned their way to the title game tomorrow. So uh, you know, there's four four and a half out there on Michigan. 
um, 56, uh, 56 and a half. And, and so there'll be a lot of uh, carryover to that. And that number will get impacted by uh, what happens uh, uh, today. So, like I said, we book those uh, tomorrow's game, just like the two semifinals, like NFL playoff games. And the folks have bet them and responded to them. You'll see a whole uh, list of uh, props and everything going to it. The in game will be. Uh, very popular tomorrow. So first half, second half. Yeah, it'll be a good. Uh, you have a side tomorrow, Alex, or is it too early to? Too early. Okay. We're teasing it all weekend. Right? Okay. But I am curious about that total. It just keeps moving up, huh? Yeah, and I think. Uh, Has well, there been buyback? Not, not, not too much actually. Uh, again, it opened well. Yeah, fifty-six up to fifty. You know, it did go down initially. Okay. A little bit. Um, but I listen. So give me, give me either uh, favorite and over or dog and over. It, it, folks, the folks are gonna are gonna cheer for points in that game, and especially after what we saw uh, with Michael Penix last week. Yeah, I am just, I'm just ready for the game. Personally, uh, I mean, well, let's get let's get through let, today. No, well, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, so let's get through today, right? of course. But get for, through tonight. I, I'm, I'm just fascinated to see how that one plays out tomorrow night because it doesn't matter the result. Jim Harbaugh is not going to be the coach of Michigan anymore. He's going to the NFL. You think I, so? I, I would be stunned if he if if he's not coaching an NFL team. Be stunned. Yeah, I and would for, say that's a pretty uh, a pretty likely. And for Washington, like that, yeah. I mean, this is a team that even though they're fourteen and zero, a team that we've even the betting markets have doubted the whole year. I, I mean, they were they, we we talked about it. The last they're going to end the season for four out of their last five games. They're going to be underdogs. Underdogs, yeah. And they might win the national championship. Right. Yeah, I, and that's unprecedented in this era. No question that uh, you know there's, but it, it, but it's also a, a byproduct of who they've played. Sure, oh, the league, look, I mean, the Pac-12 and, was and awesome so, this year. Um, it, but but the numbers though, you know, when when you look at it, they they the teams, you know, the Texases or all the Oregon's, or they were just power rated higher. Yeah. I mean, you know, and look, um, some people say, you listen, well, you guys got it wrong. Well, the reality is, again, I'll go back to the. Pac-12 title game. They laid. They were laying ten. No, oh, I. I mean, I, so yeah. It, it's not just about again. We're not in the prediction business, okay? We're, we're you know that we leave that to to the folks on the uh, the other side of the counter. So I thought you were going to say leave it to the folks on the other side of the glass. <laughs> well, they, they are. Well, they're that's the other side of the counter as well. There's a this counter. John's been know. a very We've busy got multiple man counters. Way. I've got this counter and the other one, which but, I'm headed back to. Yeah, but uh. Should be awesome tomorrow. And again, I will. It'll be go, a great, go, uh, great, a great there, day. There, there are going to be a lot of Miami and Washington parlays on the dogs. I can tell you that right now. Wait, is kickoff four? Right tomorrow? Right when we get done with our show? Tomorrow, 445. 445. At oh. least that's what they listed. At. Yeah. Vinny, um, can we get a booth for um, our crew? You need you need seats. South Point Studio. Can yeah. we get some you don't seats? want to sit in the back with us and watch us. Uh, we don't want to be as entertaining Frank. as. Uh, oh, honestly. Oh, Frank is going to be there too. Yeah. Well, first of all, we know he's going to have the over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, so you need a booth. We'll get. To, we'll make sure you have seats back there. You sure. like how I did that yeah. on air and just on air. You put, put the pressure on. I <laughs> thought you. I thought you were just going to sit in here in uh, in 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 your yeah, in, in the idea. cocoon, right? Could and do that. Well, we'll definitely be in here today. You could do that. How about this? They're putting talk about pro. You can do that and do the in game. About that. I already have oh. my phone ready. Just saying. You mean like somewhere, somewhere, in Holstone so is saying, "What watch? the hell's he doing to my schedule?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Vinny, pleasure as always. I'll let you go back to work. All right, thank you, Vinny. Enjoy today. All right, let's, uh, Alex. We got three to three to get to. 
the two NFC East games, and then Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold, as we all expected. Uh, Giants and Eagles, five now behind us. It's five in the whole market, 43 the total on this game. This was pivoting between five and a half and six earlier in the week, but it's been all action on Big Blue. I think the market is playing this correctly. I like the Giants outright, personally. And I would not be surprised if Philadelphia, and Sirianni kind of brought this up a little bit earlier in the week, if Dallas gets out to a lead in Washington, if I'm the Eagles, I'm pulling the plug. Just saying, all right, Marcus and Mariota, Boston, a lot of Boston Scott, backup wide receiver, so we might see a bunch of Julio Jones again like we did last week randomly. I would not be surprised if we see a midstream pulling of the plug by Philadelphia here. And that's part of the reason that I think I would get in front of this and take a little bit of piece of the Giants right now. And you know what? Even if they don't pull the plug, the way the Eagles have been the last month, might not need them to pull the plug and the Giants still might get there outright. So I didn't do anything with the side. I do agree with you. I mean, Tyrod Taylor has been fantastic for yep. the Giants. They should have probably put him in a little earlier. But I went over 41. I didn't realize it had okay. moved up already so much. But Tyrod Taylor, 7 of 16 and 133 yards with a touchdown after he stepped in the first time these two played when Tommy DeVito got hurt. Last week, he went 27 of 41 for 319 yards and a touchdown. And then when you look at both defenses, we've got the number 28th and number 29th in the league in points allowed. Giants giving up 24.8 per game, and then the Eagles are giving up 25.1. So went over 41. I still even think that 43. But like you said, if they start pulling players, so maybe maybe don't chase a bad number there. But Complex situation very. because we don't know. We don't know. I'm just going off of how i reading into some comments this week. And how, again, I would personally not play my guys at all today. I know it's technically an NFC East is on the line. If Dallas somehow gets upset by Washington and Philly wins, I wouldn't, I I just don't see that happening. Even though, again, Dallas would be the team to blow a game like that. But I just don't see that happening. And for Philly, I would just try to get everyone healthy. The defense is so in such a disarray with injuries and horrible play. I think I would just say, all right, guys, take the mental break and get ready for the game in Tampa where the Eagles are still going to be a small favorite in that game against the Bucs or New Orleans or whoever wins the NFC South uh, in a game that uh, will probably be a terrible watch, to be honest, uh, with everybody. All right, Niners and Rams, before we finish with uh, the Commanders and the Cowboys. Niners with Sam Darnold, four-point favorites against Carson Wentz and the Rams. Alex, I, I can't do anything here. I don't either. I have nothing. Uh, besides, I mean, I need to look at Puka Nakua's yards because he is trying to break the record here for most yards by a rookie so i haven't looked at what they are posted at right now but he needs how many it was a small number wasn't it it is 29 yards yeah Yeah. and i they did say too we have a lot of players out but they said puka's gonna play until he gets there but so wait i guess they wouldn't it would be way too high we gotta check so so i will say this they're gonna pull him after that 29 so I will say this from a few reasons. Carson Wentz didn't get signed mid till midseason by the Rams. Sam Darnold's on a one-year contract and a free agent next year. I know there's no incentive for the Niners. They've already clinched a one seat. The Rams, I'm a little surprised they actually aren't playing their guys because I do think there's a difference between being the six and the seven where I'd much rather play Detroit than Dallas if I'm the Rams. Uh, Rams already went to Dallas and got annihilated earlier in the year. Detroit, indoor game, Stafford's return, a lot of hoopla would go on with that. I think the Rams would handle that moment a little better than Detroit. But for Darnold and Wentz, 
these are two guys that were there is absolutely a case that if Sam Darnold plays well in this game, Sam Darnold could be signing elsewhere to be competing for a starting job next year. Absolutely. For Carson Wentz, if he looks okay in this game, it's all right. Maybe he can still play a little bit. And if he's not going to be a malcontent behind the starter, maybe we do want him in as a backup quarterback. So there is some things to play for for both of these veteran quarterbacks that have had a downslide in their careers over the last few. I completely agree, especially with the Sam Darnold for the Niners. We've seen him jump in, and he looked very good. And yeah. even with the Niners' best players being out, they are still very good. deep. So, <laughs> yeah, it does make sense why they are still a four-point favorite I, here. I, I personally, if I were Darnold, I wouldn't leave San Francisco. If I were him, I would just give me some more money, back up Purdy, pretty, pretty cushy job, and make a bunch of money. All right, last game before we get out of here today. Dallas and Washington. 13, Alex. Cowboys laying it against the Commanders. 47 a total. You laying a lumber, you taking the points, you doing nothing. So I did take the Cowboys first quarter. Okay. I may even jump in a first half as well. I think you're getting like seven. Um, I, I got some interesting trends for you. Dallas Cowboys have hit the first quarter money line in 13 of their last 21 games. But Dallas Cowboys have hit the second half money line in only three of their last 11 we're going to see that again here today, right? They're going to come out strong first quarter, first half, try and get a nice lead over the commanders. Might be some room for a little um, backdoor cover for Washington, though. So I don't like that full 13. Did you do anything in this one, Jeff? I really want to take a piece of the commander's money line. I just can't do it. Oh. I, 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 just, I, just, I just don't see a way. And I'm, I, I'm going to wait because I think we're going to see 13 and a half. And if we get 13 and a half, maybe even we'll see 14. And I am going to come back on Washington the other direction if it, if it does go up. If there's any team that could blow a game like this, it's the Cowboys. And we saw last year, they technically had stuff to play for last year in week 18, and the commanders destroyed them in that game. Um, and I look, when it's all said and done for the Cowboys, they're gonna if they're going to make a Super Bowl this year, they're going to have to win a road game in San Francisco. Yes. And they have been arguably the best team in the NFL at home this year. And when they've gone on the road, they've looked like, all right, they're an okay football team, but they don't, they don't look, other than the giant annihilation in week one, they've looked pretty pedestrian on the yes. road. If you're Dallas, you need to show me something today. I know it's weird to say with a team that's the worst in the division and the second worst team in the NFL, go out there and, and smack this team. But I'm not sure they're capable. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to see if I can get some more points with the commanders on that one. All right, that's all the time we have. Final week of the NFL regular season. Get your bets in on the South Point app. Alex, good job. Sean Andrew, good job in the back. Thank you. I'm Jeff Parles. We will see you all tomorrow at 3 o'clock yes. in the afternoon. There's a national title to be won tomorrow in Houston, Washington, and Michigan. Previewing for a whole hour tomorrow on Sports by the Book. We'll see you then.